0: On this week's episode of Read, Watch, or DNF, we start our journey through the Twilight Saga and go all the way to Forks, Washington, where we follow Bella Swan and her epic, more like confounding relationship with Edward Cullen. We're going to deal with a whole lot of teen angst and sparkly vampires, but we're going to ask the question, what happened to Book Bella?
1: Yeah, she was so much more tolerable. Yeah.
0: Also, um, why does it seem like Kristen Stewart is going to vomit every time she opens her mouth? It's really, really off-putting. Uh, content warning for this episode, um, we're just going to talk a lot of shit about Kristen Stewart. So, if that triggers you, don't listen. Welcome back, everybody, to read, watch, or DNF Um we we just ended mystery may so we're jumping into a uh, sparkly vampire june it is pride month um we didn't actually put those two together so don't don't get offended it's not like we're like oh sparkly Vampires is pride month no 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 um but it is pride month so we're going to celebrate that we are going to do june a bit differently than we previously have so usually we have one person that reads first and then somebody watches first and then we swap and then we kind of compare notes and see if our Perspective of change. We didn't do that. We just watched all the movies first, got them out of the way like a bad habit, and then started (laughs) reading the books. Jackie and I both read the books a long time ago. I think we were on deployments, and it just, you know, passed the time. But we're talking like 10 or more years ago, maybe more. Yeah, I would say it was about 14 years ago for me. Yeah, I feel like, okay, so, yeah, it's been a while because I feel like I was reading the books when they first came out, but I I don't know enough. Um, so we're, d- we're doing that, okay? So we've watched all the movies. Now we're going to make our way through each book with their respective movie. So remember, we have five movies and four books. So for the next four weeks, each book gets a movie, except for the last one, they get two movies. They went all Harry Potter on it. If you haven't already Please like, follow, share, if you can give us five stars, it helps. We appreciate it. Uh, And also, if you're listening to this and want to participate this month, go ahead and send us on the social medias your favorite Twilight memes, uh, your favorite Twilight quotes, favorite Twilight reviews, anywhere from the saga. We want to hear and maybe we'll feature it. We are going to dedicate all of our F-bombs this episode to a coworker that has returned to us, Mr. Chris. Uh, he is a big podcaster recorder. He actually has an IMDb page. Remember that Jackie? Mm-hmm. Pull it up. He does like he is uh he's pretty talented. Um, and <laughs> we asked him some questions this past week. Cause I was like, Hey, my mic sounding kind of weird. He's like, Oh, I know what to do with that. We might actually have Chris as a guest on here in the near future, depending on what we come up with. But um this is for you, Chris, doing the podcast, and, you know, we didn't spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on equipment like you do, but we, we tried <laughs> to do it with, like, all the Walmart versions of the equipment. Yeah. Okay, no, Best Buy. We got our stuff from Best Buy. All right. <laughs> Jackie, you ready to talk about what we're drinking? Sure am. What do you got? Yours is interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, I am currently in
1: Georgia, and we went down to Savannah on Thursday. And one of my favorite spots in Savannah is the Savannah Bee Company. And the location on River Street, they they started selling the mead. And an epiphany struck while I was in the store. I was like, you know what? Mead is said to be one of the, if not the oldest alcoholic beverage to be produced in the world. There's some evidence that it existed in 7,000 BCE China damn that's old it's old as shit damn.
0: yeah isn't there like a carafe or something they found in an archaeological dig where it still had mead in it but i mean i think it's on display somewhere i mean obviously nobody's drinking it but <laughs> it's it's aged bleh. very well probably did you have like a drop of that and you're dead probably more than likely. alcohol poisoning and from you know all the diseases that are probably in it (laughs)
1: Uh, all the bacterias and stuff
0: yeah uh but it's
1: alcohol so would bacteria
0: no probably not
1: unless Mm -hmm. unless it just i don't know over fermented and went away i don't know how fermenting works we clearly
0: don't know how any and i'm
1: not about to find out because i don't want to go through the effort of making my own but whatever uh why why make your own when you can just go to the store and buy some Uh, But this is Monk's Mead uh, out of a meadery called Monk's Meadery in Atlanta, Georgia. And this is a nice dry one. It's kind of a... If beer and champagne got married and their kid wasn't disgusting,
0: that's what this (laughs) mead would be. (laughs) Only a taste the mother could love. (laughs) uh no but this this
1: is pretty good i like it uh it is 11.9 percent
0: alcohol by volume damn yeah damn yeah
1: it's a good oh,
0: thing i, I had a big breakfast didn't chris like make his own beer didn't we hear him talk like wasn't he doing that in his bathtub or something i don't know we have to ask him chris if you're listening to this and you didn't um sorry i just chris is always doing like weird little things at home projects at home
1: it's like right. he watches
0: YouTube and he's like, that's a good idea. And then tries yeah. it. Yeah. Because him and I have very, very bad ADD. His his has a more expensive taste than mine, but. <laughs> yeah, you like we, we on, yeah, we hyper focus. Yeah, we hyper focus on new uh, hobbies to do, new passions. All right. Jackie's got the old mead. She's got the 7,000 year old carafe with the fermented. Whatever they made it out of, honey,
1: and on the, on uh, the yeah on the bottle it also says enjoy ice cold out of a
0: goblet. I have a goblet because I like to go to the Renaissance Fair, which I have not been to in several years now. The last time I was there, they had a raspberry mead, and they gave it to me in a goblet. My purple one—you've seen it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I should oh I should go get. That. If you were here, I would have given it to you so you could drink your mead out of it. I'm like half tempted to go get mine to put my drink into. Oh, you got your little yeti. I thing. have, I have a new yeti. It's yellow. Makes me happy. <laughs> Jackie is keeping metal. yeti in business. Yeah. Yep. All right. So I, in theme of Twilight month, um, I'm sticking with the sparkly vampire. So I have a sparkling pink moscato. Sparkly, sparkly, and very pink. nice. And this is also part of the Pride month. Um, celebration so to all our kings and queens out there and everyone else in between love ya this is for you guys okay drinking game oh Jackie drinking yes beer. go for it
1: yeah this is kind of my baby because you do one search and you only get through the first results page there are seven drinking games there are a lot of similarities nice. between them uh for once we are not going, with uh, drinkwhen.ca. We are going
0: with a drinking game from a website called vampires.com. Dang okay. Oh, speaking before you get started to um if anyone's didn't realize this, um this is also Dracula month. I forgot about that because Bram Stoker's Dracula in 1897 was published originally in May, um May 26th, and then uh, all the republications and dissemination happened throughout June. So vampires and the Irish and the Irish.
1: (laughs) So this one I picked because not only is there a drinking game for the movie, but there is a bonus link for a drinking game for the book. Really? Yes. Okay. And it is quite entertaining. I also picked this uh, because both the book and the movie drinking game said that if you participated in all of the rules for each, you would definitely die. (laughs) please don't die and actually there's a little paragraph at the end of the list of rules that says uh yeah you get the idea but just a warning it's not wise to do all of those at once you may die and going out while watching twilight isn't exactly badass
0: yeah that that is facts right there
1: yeah so and then at the beginning it says, uh, "Here's a list of various ways to make watching Twilight and Kristen Stewart's acting a bit easier."
0: You said Kristen. Kristen. Said Kristen.
1: Sorry, Kristen.
0: No, can we can we stick with Kristen?
1: No, please not. <laughs> <laughs> <Kristen>. <laughs> so a lot of the games that I found have rules in common, and the number one that I found they all had in common was take a drink every time Bella touches her hair. I did oh. not realize that until i read that that she does touch her hair a lot in the movie yeah i don't understand it but whatever next rule take a drink every time edward looks constipated
0: oh yeah because he's trying to (laughs) hold his breath
1: and follow on take a drink every time bella looks constipated
0: does she ever not look constipated?
1: No. So it's either constipated or vomiting. I don't know. Because she's always like hunched over too. Like she'll never stand up straight. Yeah. She's like, oh, S- crouched and grabbing her stomach. Yeah. She needs to get to a toilet. <laughs> get some X Lux. Yep. Go. Uh, next one. Take a drink every time Bella stammers. That is the vomiting
0: phase. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> take a drink every time Edward says he's dangerous. Mm. Take- Take a drink every time Edward and Bella stare into each other's eyes for more than three seconds. And this, this one's funny too. I think this happens quite frequently. Take a drink every time Charlie looks very, very
0: uncomfortable. Or utterly confused. Yeah. (laughs) Or both. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: Take a drink every time Bella whines about something. Take a drink every time Bella trips. Take two if Edward saves her take a drink whenever alice has a vision take a drink every time jasper makes wide open crazy eyes take a drink every time mike (laughs) refers to bella as arizona take drink. oh yeah (laughs) yeah take a drink every time bella bites her lip also a lot she's trying to hold the vomit in yeah yeah take a drink whenever uh edward treats bella like a child which one of the reviews that i read uh or it was one of the websites uh that i went to they were talking about how kristen stewart the actress playing bella or bella in the books takes like five giant leaps backwards for uh women's rights and and feminism about to get
0: my soapbox
1: out yep uh chug a drink chug a drink when a vampire sparkles don't stop until the sparkling does or you finish your drink <laughs> mm-hmm. so that that montage where they're in the meadow and the sun is shining brightly and edward's just sparkling the whole time yeah sip very slowly or have multiple drinks on hand take a drink every time any vampire hisses like a cat take oh, yeah, a drink do every do time yeah bella quotes a book or a person Take a drink every time Bella says or acts like she can't live without Edward. Take a drink every time Edward says something rude to Bella. Hmm. Take a drink every time you see Jacob shirtless. So this would more apply to later on in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, take a drink every time Jacob tries to get Bella's attention. And the final rule, that is a very long list. Take two big drinks every time someone says the word monkey. Oh
0: my, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. There. Yeah how weird Yep. how weird yeah right. and then on that on
1: that page too there's the link for uh, comics alliances Twilight drinking game for the book yeah and it, it's a very very long one as well and like I said before both websites have warnings that if you participate in all of the rules then you will more than likely die
0: so yeah, stop, don't die. be it's careful don't die. please
1: be careful don't, don't, don't die. Die.
0: So I, you've sparked something in my memory, and I'm trying to find it through my tabs here. Um, you talk about, there's a rule that says whenever she quotes something or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there is, I'm almost certain it's in this book, but she, it brings us into our tie-in, our six degrees of Jane Austen, um, that she brings up Pride and Prejudice and um, Mansfield, Mansfield
1: Park. Park yeah. And she doesn't She doesn't want to read uh, one because there's a character named Edmund and another there's a character named Edward. And Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Was it Sense and Sensibility? Was that the other one? Yeah,
1: Sense and Sensibility. Sorry.
0: Yep. Maybe I don't need to find it. But we, uh, yeah, so we did it. We did it again. Yep. In Twilight Month, we brought it back to good old Jane Austen. And we also got a tie-in of Mansfield Park, which is probably one of her lesser read yeah. novels out there. We're amazing. We are so amazing
1: because this is all totally on purpose.
0: <laughs> we do our research ahead of time. If it doesn't <laughs> mention or tie into Jane Austen, we're like, no, fuck it, we're not doing it. <laughs> no, <We're> like, F <laughs> that book. Okay, so we don't need to talk about who read first. I almost said, read, watch, almost said it. Who read <laughs> first or watch first because I just told you that we, we watched the movies basically in a span of, like, three days. We watched them all. Sometimes with our teenage daughters, what made it even more hysterical. Uh, so we all watched first, and we watched it on um, – I just – ha- I have the series on um, Apple, so we mm-hmm. just we watched it there. It was convenient. I, uh, I read the paperbacks, and I know – I don't know where the hell they are. It's another thing that I – lost through years and years of moving because I know I had like the original hardcovers of these mm-hmm. the series and I could not find them so I was forced to buy this collectors edition that's like in this awful white cover um I I don't know at first I was like oh white that's different and now I just feel like I hate them but it's okay it's alright I got the question <laughs> and, and it also comes with some weird um uh novella in it that i'm not gonna read so i got an extra book and i'm not gonna read it also why i'm pissed off is because i went ahead and bought the um a while ago the was it midnight sun or something it's like the new book she put out which is edward's point of view i have not read it it's still on my tbr i don't know if i'm gonna read it but i'm pissed now because that cover i got the hardcover matches the original ones i had so now They don't match. And you know how I feel about shit not matching on my bookshelf. It's going to drive you nuts. I'm irate. But anyway, Jackie?
1: Hide them behind your cloud. Put them on one of the lower shelves. I think I might, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Of course, Kindle, it was an all-in-one, which drove me absolutely insane. Because I got to page like 250, and it said I was only 10% of the way through. I was like, that can't be right. And the first book, it's not as much of a problem because all I have to do is go and see where the like questions for book club start and I can subtract one page from that and figure out how much more I have to go. That's simple math. (laughs) Now you're doing math while (laughs) reading for books two through four, I'm gonna have to do even more math and I hate it. Or I'm just gonna have to not care. I can go I guess I can go and check the chapter list to see how many chapters there are and kind of get a gauge, but then some <laughs> chap some pa- some chapters are like 20 pages long and others are two.
0: It just it's seems like a lot of work. Driving it's a lot me nuts. of work. It's driving me crazy. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right. So should we um get into this story? Why the hell not? We, oh wait, let's just fucking do it. Let's go. We know most of you, if you are listening, have probably seen or heard of the movie or maybe read the book back in the day or have read the book recently. No judgment. Not at all. So we're not going to go too much into playing out the plot because I think everyone gets the gist of that. Um, We're just going to stick on the stuff we want to make fun of. Okay? But let's first talk about what the descriptions are that are force fed to us from Hollywood and publishing companies. I would like to read what's on the back of this book. And I don't remember if this was like the original, I think it was, I didn't pay a lot of attention back then, but so on the back of the book, if you were to pick this up in a bookstore or library, this is what you get. Twilight about three things. I was absolutely positive. First, Edward was a vampire. Second, there was a part of him, and I didn't know how potent that part might be that thirsted for my blood. And third, I was unconditionally and irre- <laughs> irrevocably in love with him. Please fucking kill me now. <laughs> that is not on the back of the book, but it should be.
1: <laughs> you know what? You know what doesn't make sense about that? And she says all that stuff in the book or thinks it to herself in the book yeah. after he's already told her. That he's a Mm -hmm. vampire and he wants her blood. Yeah. Yeah. So no wonder you're fucking
0: (laughs) positive about it. Yeah. (sighs) So astute are you. (laughs) First, Edward was a vampire. (laughs) But here's another thing. like, No shit because he told you 20 minutes ago. (laughs) But I also want to know why is this all in the past tense? Because about three things I was absolutely positive. So this means that this was all before and is not the case now. Well, When you're saying well, he okay, was so a vampire.
1: The, the book starts out where she's talking about, and even the movie, this is how I died, essentially. Yeah. And so this is her telling the story of how she met Edward after the fact.
0: Eh, whatever. Damn. I hate it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> all
0: right, Jack, in the movie. What do do they want us
1: to know? Uh, The movie, what I saw on the description on IMDb was, when Bella Swan moves to a small town in the Pacific Northwest, she falls in love with Edward Cullen, a mysterious classmate who reveals himself to be a 108-year-old vampire. I love the taglines, though, that I found. Yeah. First one is, (laughs) when you can live forever, what do you live for? Whatever you fucking want. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> if you want to live for heroin, live for heroin. It's probably do not it. going to do anything to you. So there's that positive. Live your best
0: eternal yeah. life. Like, she's great. But
1: they're not actually living forever because they're technically dead.
0: Dumb. Oh yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. The I second one. The word "live" like not actually live, it's like figuratively live.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a loose interpretation of the word "live." Yeah. <laughs> the second one is forever. Period begins period now period
0: <laughs> you know what this really is some teenage bullshit
1: yeah we're gonna be together forever yeah and then my favorite <laughs> my, my favorite though is nothing will be the same obviously anytime anything happens things change and
0: it won't be the same as it was before yeah this is just teenagers trying to just being melodramatic but as adults, like you want it to be the same. You just want to wake up and just change is bad. <laughs> yeah. Change is bad. Avoid it at all oh, costs. I forgot this. Um, The little like, uh, I don't know what you call this, like a critic blurb or something from this mm-hmm. about the book. It says deeply seductive and extraordinarily suspenseful. Twilight is a love story with bite. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> After they wrote that, they're like, this is super
0: clever. Yeah, we're so clever. Yeah. So clever. Okay, let's get into the reviews. Uh, We did something, this whole month is just a bit different, okay? All right? We're we're doing things outside of the norm in support of of Pride Month, you know? But also, (laughs) we wanted to actually hear what the critics had to say this month when it came to reviews. So we did both for you. We have our Goodreads and our IMD user reviews, but we dug a little deeper just to see what did the critics actually have to say about this book and this movie. And it's fantastic. So why don't we start off with the user reviews and Jackie, I'll let you go ahead since you found a lot of these. Okay.
1: So on Goodreads for the book, it averaged 3.63 out of five there were well over 5 million ratings uh, of those ratings, about 115,000 people actually wrote reviews. So there are a lot of people who wanted to say something about this book, but not a whole lot of people who wanted to put some text behind it. Yeah. A five out of five. And the reason I picked this because a lot of the five out of fives and even the four out of fives were worded like this and It kind of bothers me a little bit. I love this book. There. I said it. In fact, I loved the whole series. What can I say? It was a totally unbelievable paranormal love story filled with way too much drama and teenage angst. And I loved it. Why? The series reminds me of fair food. You know, the food you buy when you go to the state fair or a carnival? You know you shouldn't want to eat that stuff. And somewhere in your head, there is a little voice telling you that it was prepared by someone who hasn't washed their hands in days. But you eat it anyway. Not only do you eat well, it. Well fried. Yeah. Not only <laughs> do you eat it, but you look forward to eating more. Deep fried corn dogs, greasy pizza, funnel cakes, and elephant ears. Which I don't 100% know. What oh, I know. It. Yeah. It's like,
0: yeah, I know an elephant ear. I'll send okay. you a
1: picture. Okay. The way I see it, everyone could use a little cotton candy from the circus. Read the books. Life is too short not to eat the creamy Velveeta cheese of the Twilight Saga. (laughs) I love it. The reason I picked that and I didn't pick others, uh, even though they all pretty much the same said the same thing, but this is essentially a review that is justifying their like of the book, which I don't think that you should have to justify anything to anybody.
0: Yeah. If you like it, you like it. Own that shit. Live your life. Yeah. And then
1: the one out of five I picked... This is written by a guy named Joe. Hey, Joe. Save your time. Here's the entirety of Twilight and 20 dialogue snippets and a wiggity-whack intermission. (laughs) Wiggity-whack! First 200 pages. I like you, Edward. You shouldn't. I'm dangerous. I like you, Edward. But I'm dangerous. Next 50 pages. I'm a vampire. I like you, Edward. But I'm a vampire. I'm dangerous. I like you, Edward. Next 100 pages. I like you, Edward. You smell good, Bella. I'm dangerous. I like you, Edward. Damn, you smell good. I like you, Edward. Also, I glow in sunlight. Oh my Next God. 50 pages. And this is the wiggity whack intermission that they're talking about. All in caps. Vampire. Period. Baseball. Period. Game. I wish I was kidding. That's what they said. And then the last 100 pages. Help me, Edward. I'm being chased. I'll save you. Help me, Edward. I'm scared. I'll save you. Oh, Edward, you smell good. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the guy says one half star for lack of quality and one half star for being unintentionally hilarious, especially page 314, which was at the tail end of the book. What's
0: 314? I gotta look it up now.
1: I don't trust the digital edition to go to yeah. the appropriate location, but I got it. Okay. I got it. 314.
0: But, uh, I have no idea. It's just like, he came back from, hold on. I have a tab over here. Let me see. Uh, there's this line. He says, I might not be a human, but I am a man. Gross. <laughs> I- <laughs> so that was,
1: that was just the back and forth. Dial. I like you, Edward. You smell good. <laughs>
0: I like you, but I'm dangerous. I like you. I like you. I'm a. Vampire. i am a want to read s- dangerous. <laughs> I want to read something real quick about the author to sort of give some perspective of this book, so when we start making fun of it, we understand the context. So Stephanie Meyer, um, it, Stephanie, My- yeah, Stephanie Meyer is the author, right? She. Was born in Hartford, Connecticut, right? So we're now we're like, "Oh, it's very WASPy," but not really, because she is a Mormon. She is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ and Latter Day Saints. She went to Brigham Young University. We all hopefully know what that is, BYU. I do. Which is a Mormon university. So she says here, she goes, the fact that she is a part of that church shapes her novel. She goes, there's no drinking, no smoking or explicit sex scenes. And the characters, Edward and Bella in her twilight series remain sexually abstinent until marriage. Wow. But here's the, here's the real kicker though. Just themes consistent with her religion, including agency, mortality, temptation, and eternal life are prominent in her work. Huh. So if you come and read this book with a Mormon, Perspective, I think it makes a lot more sense, and it's really not about vampires. Hmm. But also, the fact that she wrote a book about vampires as a Mormon is also very strange. Yeah, I don't not, think they believe in that, do they? Not a connection that I would have made. I feel like if you're Mormon and your daughter comes home and's like, I love the vampire, like that would not be okay. No, but it's that whole eternal life thing where you're living your best life, so when you go to the Mormon heaven. You know, you're, you're met with your family and you live on forever, right? Isn't that the premise? Uh, the chosen are. The chosen, yeah. <gasps> the chosen. Mm-hmm. Bella is the chosen. Look at you, Jackie. Okay. Uh, we're not going to sit here and, and critique Mormonism or anything. I, uh, yeah, you know, what? we'll just leave it at that. But it's a Mormon book series written by a Mormon.
1: Well, it's kind of like Chronicles of Narnia are Christian.
0: Yeah, it's an allegory. We're reading a Mormon allegory. Who would have thunk? I also read stuff because later on I'm going to bring up something and it makes so much more sense about the attire that Bella picks out. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? But to a Mormon girl, that's probably like, I'm hot. So keep that in mind, people. uh, I'm going to share with you the critic reviews. Of the book. Alright, critics of the book. Let's see what these people, they're supposed to be experts, actually have to say. Something are actually really, really funny. Here is from Entertainment Online. E! Exclamation point online. It says, the writing falls somewhere between amateurish and laden. The heroine is a gulping blank slate of a doormat who doesn't mind that her boyfriend spies on her in her sleep. The male lead is a caricature of a tortured soul. The whole first half of the novel is painfully slow. (laughs) Uh, Okay, here's another way. This is from the Washington Post. Twilight had a simple, teen-friendly plot. Plain, clumsy, dull Bella becomes the chosen one of Edward, the hottest, actually coldest, guy in high school. Though it's never spelled out explicitly, the specter of unrestrained teenage sex haunts these books. The sequence becomes an increasingly bizarre allegory of sexual abstinence. Right on, Washington Post. Right Mm -hmm. on. Meyer's prose seldom rises above the serviceable, and the the plotting is (laughs) leaden. But Twilight is really all about unrequited female erotic yearning. It's like reading a young teenage girl's blog boosted with enough of Myers' made-up vampire lore to give it some wild narrative and sexual tension. Oh jeez. <laughs> okay, this is from NPR. It's just this wildly florid prose that's wielded with the subtlety and repetition of a jackhammer. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> All in the service of a story that's going nowhere being told by a girl who seems to be fighting me for the gold medal in not liking her contest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fighting me for the gold medal no bitch I'm gonna win <laughs> yeah. people like me less oh my god
1: yeah. oh, but the one that you read where it talks about how the first half of the novel is painfully slow I read yeah. somewhere that she actually wrote the second half first and then went back and wrote the first half after the fact oh.
0: Because the
1: idea the idea for the book came to her in a dream. That's that's what I read. So she started mm-hmm. off with that point and wrote to the end and then said, Wait a minute, this isn't long enough, which I probably think it would have been. Um but she went back because I guess we needed more Bella trying to figure shit out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just start with,
0: you know, I love a vampire. <laughs> Ridiculous. <Okay>. Let's uh <laughs> with the subtlety of a jackhammer. (laughs) Okay. You know what critics, we're going to give you a pass on this because these are pretty good. You you did. You did. All right. And they were nice and concise. So
1: yeah. Well, Cosmo was kind enough to go through and find the relevant or the, the most entertaining pieces of people's reviews.
0: I love it. Uh, Jackie, why don't you give us the IMDb user reviews for the movie. And then we're going to go through this Cosmo list of critic reviews. Amazing.
1: Uh, On IMDb for user reviews, it got an average of 5.3 out of 10. So again, honestly, I think this book and this movie are the least liked of any of the ones that we've done so far.
0: But if you think about it, like if you didn't like the first one, it's very rare that you're going to move on to the others. Mm -hmm. So you're probably already coming into the rest of the series movie and books with sort of a biased leaning towards it yeah you probably have
1: a lot of people like i think one of our bridget jones reviews uh one of the user reviews she did not like the first book and she said i'm probably going to read the second one out of morbid curiosity but Mm -hmm. my hopes aren't high no (laughs) so a 10 out of 10 that i found titled gets me every time i love twilight and the whole saga I'm not ashamed of it because I personally think they are some of the best films. Every scene is captured beautifully and the romance is compelling. The story flows naturally and made me excited the whole way through. The acting definitely improves, which you and I have both said that about the movies. Yeah, yeah. But for what we're given, it's quite good. And I got some laughs out of it. Overall, I love this movie and it's definitely worth your time. Again, if you love something, say you love it. Don't say you're not ashamed of it. You shouldn't be ashamed of it. Yeah. Like what you want to like.
0: Do what you want to do. Live your own life, boo.
1: Yeah, as long as you don't hurt other people.
0: Yeah, like physically. You're yeah. not hurting them yeah. physically, financially, emotionally. If you hurt somebody's feelings or their opinions, fuck them.
1: Yeah, because everybody's a titled, entitled to their own opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, <clears throat> this one out of ten that I found was titled Goofy. Goofy. <laughs> I saw this on a dare when it came out. I had a friend who said I, as a dude, would not have the guts to not only pay for the ticket, but also sit through this movie without a girl with me. Challenges are like ants to the soles of my shoes. I came, I saw, I sat to the end. (laughs) So yes, I won. But at what cost? Well, it's 90 minutes. I could have contributed something to society with that I'll never get back. However, as Bella knows, we make our choices in life and that is that. Twilight is about as awkward and goofy a production as anything I've ever seen. Kristen Stewart, this Jen's, well, Generations, Jennifer Love Hewitt, loves shaking her head around before and after every line of dialogue. I was shaking my head before and after every line of her dialogue too. Robert Pattinson, I believe to have actual talent behind all that white powder on his face. But he phoned in his lines here. Or at least it was on purpose for us to believe he was faking it all along. I'm not sure how interesting it could be, Uh really. Twilight is essentially a story about a bad relationship. Uh, I'm giving it far too much credit already. In the end, it's completely harmless. There's no mystery why the core story is so attractive for those seeking romantic escapism. You know, Twilight is so bad and so trashy, you sort of feel sorry for it. <laughs> That's... That's how bad relationships start. Facts. Yes. Facts.
0: <laughs> As a do. I do like the. I know. I do like how he. At first is like, this is a dare. But you know what? Let me tell you how I really feel about this.
1: <laughs> Which I, I appreciate the fact that he actually had stuff to back up all of his claims and, and proclamations and stuff like that. Like he he didn't say this is garbage. I hate her. And then end it there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You should go kill yourself. Definitely like our not. last dude reviewer. Twilight mm. is not mm.
1: worth it. <sighs>
0: all right. Some critics. This is from Metacritic. It's I think the score is out of 100.
1: Mm, it, uh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think it's out of 100. So the highest score that this got... So that the ag- aggregate score of all from the critics is 56. Hmm. But I'm going to do a little bit of the high ones and a little bit of the low ones. So this is from... Um, David Denby from the New Yorker gave it 80, gave it a score of 80. And here's a line from his. It says a genuine love story might be difficult for a young audience to handle, but this fantasy is blissful madness an abstinence fable sexier than sex. (laughs) Okay. It's a bit too deep. Yeah. And it says a genuine love story might be difficult for a young audience to handle. I think that's like, I think you're not giving him enough credit. I made Norrin watch pride and prejudice with me. The Kieran Knightley. Just mm-hmm. like, hey, just she, everyone, she's 15, right? I was watching it um, just because that's one of my, when I'm not feeling it movies, I just go and, and it makes me feel better. So like, no, why don't you watch it with me? So she watched, she loved it, loved it. So I think it's disingenuous or a little bit insulting to say that our younger generation doesn't understand what a true love story is or meaningful one. But also that might mean that we're not setting a good example for them if they don't, if they can't understand it, right?
1: Yeah. I think I think that's actually it's more on that side than anything else. Yes, they're they're equipped with the feelings and the emotions. It's just all Mm -hmm. the examples that they see don't really reflect that. And
0: they're like, well, that's not normal. So really, he's praising a movie that's just shoving red flags down a teen teenage girl's throat saying it's okay. It's okay. It'll it'll work out. It's fine. Here's from Empire. This is Will Lawrence. He says, a sometimes girly swirl of obsession that will delight fans. What the fuck does that mean? A sometimes girly swirl of obsession that will delight fans. Anyway, I have more objections to the next part of this than anything. This faithful adaptation is after teenage blood. and will most likely hit a box office artery. No, What, what? the fuck? I don't think he read the book. Yeah, there's no way. And you know what? Let's talk about Box Office Artery because he's not wrong. Looked it up. Uh, budget for this movie, in, when it came out in 2008, was $37 million. Box Office, it did $407 million. Hmm. Just over. So it, it did do well. And Very I think well. That's because you have a lot of the um, hardcore readers that came out to see it. Okay, so we have the Austin Chronicle. This is Mark Savlov. He wrote... I've had mosquito bites that were more passionate than this undead, unrequited, and altogether <laughs> unfun, pseudo-romantic riff on Romeo and Juliet. <sighs> that's fun. I've had mosquito bites that were more pa- What does that mean? But it's funny. It's so funny. I just don't – if somebody was like, what does that mean? I don't know, but it's funny. Okay. Film Threat. I, I guess this is a magazine, a site, whatever. It's from Film Threat, Peter Vonderhaar. When is a vampire not a vampire question? answer when it goes out in daylight sees itself in a mirror doesn't drink human blood and still manages to suck <laughs> <laughs> well played well played and the last one this was a 25 these other two that i just read were gave it a score of 30 this is a 25 the lowest of the critic reviews it's from consequence by randall colburn Watching Twilight, I was floored by how earnest all of this was. How seriously everyone involved took what is clearly a horrible, unhealthy, doomed relationship. And is there anything more teenage than that? Definitely not. <laughs> so you know what, critics? I, I'll give you a pass on this week because mm-hmm. those were those were clever. Those are funny. <laughs> Alright, let's talk about the characters. I mean, I think the characters... The characters are the characters. One thing that I I noticed is that some of the like high school group friends, even though they weren't necessarily her friends, aren't included. Like the Lauren um, and some of the other boys. I think they just didn't want to have to cast so many people. Yeah. The only reason
1: Tyler exists is because he only hit, almost hits her with the van. That's the only reason. Yeah. Uh,
0: So if you've read the book, all the same characters exist. You have Bella, Edward, Uh, The whole Cullen clan. But in reality, um, in the book, Rosalie and Jasper are not Cullens. They're They're Hales. Yeah. And they're supposed to be twins. In the first book, they don't explain that at all. And I don't think it's ever explained. But we kind of know that they're not twins. But I guess because they're blonde, they put them forward. Maybe they try to pass them off as fraternal twins but because yeah
1: in the, well in the movie do they ever say in the book what time period Jasper is from
0: well Jasper was or a major Rosalie. in the confederate army
1: yeah they, they say that explicitly in the, the movie they show that they show him in uniform and Rosalie they show her having been turned in what the 40s the 1940s
0: um, I think it was earlier than that no it was earlier <laughs> than that I want to think it was like the 30s
1: yeah it was definitely post vehicles with motors yeah time frame um
0: i don't and not in this book i think later on cuz mm-hmm. if i remember correctly they they do kind of go into jasper's stuff they do go into rosalie's cuz i remember that from reading it a while ago you understand like what um rosalie and jasper did how they mm-hmm. came to be uh yeah so um jasper's like 19th century civil war rosalie is like early turn of the century 20th century i think mm-hmm. yeah And then I think um, Emmett is the youngest per se out of them because he is like in the, oh, 35. He was born in 1935. So Rosalie has to be from the 20s then because she was already turned when she found Emmett. Remember he was attacked by the bear and she pulled him out of the forest. Yeah. So if he was in 35, so it's like probably late 30s that she, or if he was turned in 35, I don't know. Um. So, yeah, that's when she found him. So she has to be like some like late turn of the century, somewhere between 1910 and 1920-ish, probably. But it's got to be after Edward. Yeah, because he was 1918. They,
1: they, yeah, they turned Rosalie so that... Okay, Carlisle turned Rosalie so that Edward
0: could have somebody like Esme. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she's probably 1920s. Mm-hmm. Do you see how we just... This should have just been... Obvious, like we should, we shouldn't have to be struggling to figure out these styles no. anyway. Uh, so the characters Bella, Edward, Charlie, Carlisle, Alice, Esme, Jasper, a whole bunch of other people, Rosalie, Emmett. Um, you have Renee, who is uh Bella's mom, who I'm gonna get on a soapbox later on. As much as Bella's like, I love my mom, I love her, she's so great, I love my mom, I'm like, Your mom's stupid, and she's kind of a dumb bitch. He's created a whole (laughs) bunch of problems in everyone's lives. But anyway, whatever. Uh, And then Jacob. Um, And then all the sort of the the black and black meaning the name um, and the reservation clan type. And clan, I mean, like, just group the people that live there.
1: But it, even so, with the movie, they all seemed like more major characters, not necessarily leads, like they wouldn't be top billing on a poster or a marquee or something. But they played a much bigger role in the movie than they did in the book, because Jacob doesn't come in until
0: much, much later. Oh, yeah. I think they just wanted to have what's his face with no shirt on run, running around. I don't know. Did he take it? He did take his shirt off later on. But uh, we're going to get into where he comes into play. Mm -hmm. And it's not early on, like they show in the movie. Like he's there basically the first two minutes of the movie. Like that's not a thing. Um, Yeah. You know what? I will say that outside of Bella and Edward in the book, everyone else is playing that same sort of supporting role. Like they're Mm -hmm. there. There's a a relatively large presence, um, but they're not – we don't care about their story. If we're learning more about them, it is to further the plot or, you know, drive the plot a little bit more to further Bella and Edward's story.
1: Yeah. It's like Charlie exists because Bella is a teenager and she's supposed to have a
0: father. Yeah. Yeah. So Bella, Edward, and then Jacob and Charlie in the movie, because they do make Charlie a bigger part in the book Mm -hmm. in the movie, I should say Mm -hmm. slightly, but yeah. (laughs) Okay. That was convoluted. Let's talk about the casting of all these ridiculous characters. Ah, first and foremost, Bella Swan is Kristen Stewart, or as Jackie says, Quiston Stewart. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: It's another thing I'm
1: never going to live down, I think.
0: Probably not. No, just just leave it. Um, Okay, so I would say in theory, I don't have an issue with the casting of Kristen Stewart. I have an issue with her acting, because everything else about Kristen Stewart does jive with the character of Bella Swan. The way she looks, the sort of like monotone, clumsy personality, like that's there. That is Kristen Stewart. But the acting was fucking atrocious. Probably the worst acting I've seen in a long time. And that's including all the shitty 80s movies that Steven puts on at night. What shitty
1: 80s movies are you talking
0: about? I'm talking about like the B, like sci-fi horror 80s movies. Oh, yeah. Garbage. Yeah, and you know what? I'm not even gonna say B. It's more like a D, like D level. But anyway, so maybe it's because Kristen sort of starts to redeem herself in the later movies, where I don't, I don't hate her as much. But the direction she was given to play this character was, I don't, mm -mm, I want Book Bella. It was Book Bella.
1: It was awful. I honestly don't understand what the motivation was. It was so bad. I am not kidding when I thought that she was going to throw
0: up every single time she had dialogue. Yeah. And she like kind of like hunches over. She leans to the side. She's not looking straight on like her. You just get like her profile at all times. it's like, oh my God. Like even like a simple just nodding your head. Yes. It just looked painful. Oh
1: my God. Oh, and we uh- we haven't gotten into the plot yet, but at the end of the movie when she's supposed to be in pain and stuff like that, I couldn't take it seriously.
0: Oh, literally her eyes are crossing. Ooh. Yeah. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't I like, take what? it seriously I at all. I could not, you're right, I could not take anything that was happening seriously during that whole scene. I'm just like, I'm watching her going what's happening? What is, mm-hmm. is that her O face? Like, what is that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, Charlie Swan is played by Billy Burke. I actually really like Billy Burke, and I've seen him on stage live. Uh, there was a there was a pr- production that Stephen King did with John Mellencamp of all people. It was an on stage show. Yeah, it was so good. It was like a horror type thing, but Billy Burke was in that, and he was so good. And I love the memes that's talking about how um, when you're younger watch the movie and everyone's like swooning over uh, Rob Pattinson and Taylor L- Lauten, Lawton, um, Lautner. Lautner, yeah. Jacob. Let's just call him Jacob. Uh, <laughs> but as an adult, <laughs> yeah. you're watching it and then you see Billy Burke and you're like, ooh, I feel like I would, I would rather Billy Burke than the other two.
1: Yeah, because he has normal human reactions to stuff.
0: Yeah, and he's also he's not he's not a bad looking dude. He's like your average. He's an attractive guy, but he's also he was, really good. He actor. was in
1: that. Yeah, he was in that show, uh, Revolution, when all the power mm-hmm. goes out. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, yep, yep. yep.
0: Yeah, I like him, Billy Burke. Good stuff. I don't know why he signed on to do this movie. That was very odd. But and then uh, his agent told him it's going to make a lot of money. I don't know. And I guess it did. I guess it mm-hmm. did. And then he got four other movies out of it. So good for you, Billy Burke. Yeah. Well, when you
1: think about it, uh, based on uh, filming schedules and stuff like that, he probably only had to show up for a few days. And then he's like, Yeah, yeah.
0: He has like a couple hours of filming he's had to do. And they're like, All right, you're good. Making millions and millions of dollars. Bye, dude. Mm -hmm. Uh, Win win. Um, Edward Cullen is played by Robert Pattinson, or maybe better known as the Batman. Yeah. Well, now. So Stephen and I watched the Batman finally, the other, well, actually. It took several times for us to finish it. And it's not to say anything about the book. It's just usually when we put on a show or not the book, the movie, whenever we put on a new show or movie or something, it's usually in the evening and we're already in bed. So Stephen falls asleep. I'm like, I got to go to bed. So then I got to wake him up because the remote's on his side so that he can turn it off. So we do. Th- we did that for a couple weeks with the Batman movie. Um, but we finally finished it. And I uh, I didn't hate him in that. He's actually a very he, talented actor.
1: We started it before we sold the house. Mm-hmm. I remember Nick and I were sitting in the uh, on the reclining couch or whatever you want to call it down in the basement. We were we tried to watch it. We got about fifteen minutes in, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I I want to go somewhere else and do something else. It's no.
0: very dark. Yeah, it's not it, and dark literally and figuratively because i was reading some article where they're talking about how it's the darkest movie filmed since whatever like just in generally speaking um light wise it's dark
1: (laughs) you have to watch it at night without any other lights on (laughs) so that you can actually see
0: what's going on (laughs) exactly exactly um okay enough with the batman tangent if anyone's seen it it's fine i mean i think you either love it or hate it um but Robin Pattinson, Robert Pattinson is a talented actor. Mm-hmm. So and I think he's like, I think he was a good fit for this role. I think he, I don't think anyone can imagine someone else in it. He gives a, a good mix of like the smoldering, yet the awkward teenageness. Well, plus he's really good at that crooked smile thing mm. that they mm-hmm. always talk about in the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is true for all of our readers out there that love a good like, uh, fantasy, romance, you know, our akitar fans, all those out there, there's always this crooked smile mm-hmm. that the uh, male lead does. And we're like, what is that? What does that actually look like? Robin, Hawk. Robert Pattinson does it as Edward?
1: Yeah, Hawk, he has to do the crooked smile all the time when uh, Poppy first meets him because he's trying to hide his fangs. So yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So but did you
1: notice they don't have fangs? yeah it's just and actually the thought yeah the thought occurred to me i was like how do they actually puncture the skin they're, they're, to get the their blood? teeth
0: are just sharp and something i've been like trying to understand is why are they why do they sparkle why are they so cold which is like the cold thing is all vampires because they're dead but they always talk about how hard and cold they are mm-hmm. um and then i was watching them with their teeth i think they're they're like petrified I think they're I stone. See that. Yeah. yeah,
1: I can. And yeah, because whenever somebody loses a limb or something, it kind of shatters off.
0: Yeah, like if you're, bra- you're like chiseling away at stone. Yeah, and I think their teeth are like just, just sharp rock. <laughs> There's no fangs. They're not like puncturing and sucking. They're just like like shark teeth, like lacerating. <laughs> yeah, they're just like razors. The sh- oh, or the no, what is it? Um, yeah, yeah, like a leech or something where they have a little suction razor where they just kind of and then yeah. suck all the blood out.
1: That's, That's what gross.
0: they are. We yeah. thought way too into this. But anyway, <laughs> Edward Cullen, Robert Pattinson, good stuff. Jacob Black, Taylor Lautner. I don't I don't know who else cuz we're just it's so ingrained in our our brains from this, but the only complaint with him is he is buff. He does have a super baby face, which is what she's always talking about in the book because she, he is a couple years younger than she is. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Taylor Lautner is a big enough dude to actually portray Jacob the way he's supposed to be. Because I don't know if you've gotten to the second book yet, but when he hits his his growth spurt, he's 6'5 at 16. Mm-hmm. 6'5. Taylor Lautner is not 6'5. I think he's like 5'10. He's shorter than Robert Pattinson. Hmm. Well, Robert, Robert Pattinson is a pretty tall dude. Yeah, he's taller, like, I think he's like 6'1". He's not like freakishly tall. Compared Um, to me, everybody's tall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so (sighs) I think it's fine. But if we're trying to say that it's a faithful adaptation, like, I don't think Taylor was a big enough dude to play it. But it's hard to cast for that. Because in the first book and movie, he still is just a kid. He is kind of tall and lanky. And he's supposed to get buff because he fucking morphs into a, a werewolf. You notice you notice how oversized all of their clothes were? Mm-hmm.
1: Like Taylor, or not Taylor, but Jacob and, and his friends from the reservation. Yeah. They put them in the biggest freaking shirts they could find, I think. Yeah. yeah. Just to make the contrast that much starker, I guess.
0: But it's also like you're not doing it justice then because you're just making them look smaller when you put mm-hmm. them in big clothes when they're swimming in their clothes. <laughs> um, Yeah, but I, other than that, I I don't have an issue with Taylor Lautner in it. I think he is the Jacob, right? Mm-hmm. So trying to say that somebody else could be it is probably, we're, we're too late. We're too far into this now to say that. So Taylor Lautner's fine. I mean, uh, whatever. He's just baby face buff dude, which was kind of weird. Um, I remember when I was younger, like a lot younger was right now. I was like, oh, he's hot. And now I can't think that. I no. can't think that looking at him. I'm just like, and then please put your shirt back on. Please, please <laughs> put your shirt back on. What would your
1: mother say?
0: Yeah, like where where is she actually? Where, where's your dad?
1: <laughs> well, I just I just have issues with him because I, I honestly think that his acting peak came in this series. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen him in some other stuff. I'm like, oh, this is so bad. This is so bad. Oh, has He's he been in really other stuff? I really haven't seen him. It, there, there's one that I can think of and I can't even remember the name. That's how much of an impact it made. But wow. it's like the stupid, cheesy action movie that and I think it was actually filmed in Pittsburgh. But it, it was <laughs> not not good. <laughs> I was
0: sorry. like, oh, Taylor, we, 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 try. we Sorry, try sorry Taylor Lautner.
1: I'm sure you're a wonderful, wonderful person, but I can't.
0: He does. He does look like a sweet dude. Well, let's yeah. just leave it at that. He's a sweet dude in our minds. Uh, we have Alice Cullen, Ashley Green. I haven't seen her in anything else that I consciously know of. I thought she was great. I don't think anyone else could play Alice. Based on the description, she was perfect because it's she's pixie. described as a very pixie-ish and, and stuff like that. So I Yeah, think she was, was great. Jasper was Jackson Rathbone. I feel like I've seen him in other stuff, but I can't put my finger on it. Um, I didn't have an issue with him. he they didn't really do a lot with him until later in the other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he fit. He looks like yeah. that sort of uh, 19th century Civil War um, Southern he gentleman. He definitely had a very uh, Custer haircut. Yeah. Oh, man. What was... what? Okay. His hair gets better throughout the movies. Like, I think somebody mm-hmm. came in and was like, all right, enough of this. But well, the so first So does Edwards. Movie, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the first, it's like this just over... Um, yeah. Exaggerated. It almost looks like a wig, or like when old women go and get their hair permed, and then it's just mm-hmm. like teased out. That's what it mm-hmm. looked like. It was so yeah. weird. So yeah, Jasper Jackson, good. Rosalie Nikki Reed. I think I think she was perfect because she's gorgeous. Yeah, like stunningly beautiful, and that's just all really Rosalie needs to be. And kind and of a she bitch. is. Yeah, she's a perfect mean girl. Yeah, it was good job. Emmett Cullen is Kellen Lutz. I've seen him in other stuff as well. He's just a big beefy dude, like a jock and that's Know what exactly he's in what most recently. What? So,
1: they have the TV series FBI and then they came out with FBI Most Wanted. Yeah. He's in FBI Most Wanted. He's part as like of He's like a main character. Yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: He's Good part plan. of the team that goes out. Like the the I I used to watch the show, but the beginning of the show will start out with some person who you think is very unassuming goes out and does this extremely horrible thing. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go into details, but it's like think of the worst possible thing that human beings can do to each other. They go out, do that, and uh, he's part of the team that goes out and tries to hunt these people down.
0: Oh, is he like a profiler? No, uh, he's more than muscle agent.
1: on the team. Uh, yeah, or he, oh, speaking he was of, also... is he
0: super buff? Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. Good for you, dude. That you kept that up because this is like we're going on what almost twenty, or maybe not so much twenty years because it was two thousand eight, but yeah, fifteen ish years. Good for you. Good yeah. for you yeah he he
1: was a service member and i think he was a sniper or something so if they run into a situation
0: but there's a hostage situation he's oh in the on show he was. yeah
1: in the show he is yeah i thought you meant like in real
0: life i'm like damn oh, no no
1: <laughs> definitely not
0: <laughs> what's up killing <laughs> mm-hmm. uh dr carlisle cullen is played by peter facinelli mm-hmm I know. He- I've seen him in other stuff. I like him. He
1: he was one of those that was always in the '90s. Like, I I, I don't think he was in "She's All That," but in the movies that were like that, and oh. he usually played like the popular
0: guy stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. He does look like that, but I like him. Yeah. I like how they casted him. He just fits. And then Esme is um, Elizabeth Reeser. Reeser. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also seen her in other stuff. I think she was in. Um, was she in uh, Haunting at Hill House or something?
1: You know, I can't tell you that.
0: I know. I want to say she was in something pretty serious recently that she was amazing in. I might be completely off, but I like her. I think she did. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're those characters where they have such small roles, but they're significant enough where you're like, oh, yeah, Esme. So every time she was out, I liked her. So mm-hmm. I think casting overall for this movie was pretty good. Even Kristen Stewart was I think the, the idea of casting her was spot on. It's just the direction she was given later. Or maybe she's just really that fucking awful. I don't know. It could have been her interpretation of the character in that case. Uh, totally off. Wrong. Yeah, but, but that's why you have directors. Somebody to be there like, eh, eh, no, um, Book Bella doesn't want to vomit every time she looks at Edward. You know? like <laughs> Or that, appear constipated. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have that. So... Th- that means the other people on set were like, oh my God, it was amazing cut next scene. So great. You're amazing. Like somebody was doing that. So it's their fault too. Maybe they thought it's going to make money. Regardless. We can
1: put a hot trash out as quick just,
0: as we can. Yeah. yeah. We yeah,
1: don't yeah, even care if person. you're
0: holding your scripts, <laughs> but so she just did Spencer. So she played mm-hmm. princess Diana. All right. Um, and I read a review, maybe not a review, but an article by a critic that was saying how great she was in Spencer playing Princess Diana. But somebody said that it's because Princess Diana in real life really had that sort of Bella Swan personality Hmm. where she was quiet. She was awkward. um, She really had a lot of issues with self-image and didn't like herself very much. So they said that's why Kristen Stewart was perfect for it, which I thought was so straight. So I was like, out of all the British women out there that have played Princess Diana and could play Princess Diana, you went with Kristen Stewart, Mm -hmm. the American Bella. But I think she won the award. Apparently, she's gotten rave reviews. Like, people are saying she was amazing in it. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I kind of want to see it because I'm—I love Princess Diana. I'm obsessed with The Crown. I love it all, um, but I'm interested to know, like, does it her—is this her acting style? Because I've seen her in some other things, like she's had smaller, more minor roles, where it seems like that's just what she does. So maybe it's mm-hmm. her. And I've also seen her in interviews. In this, is what, oh, she's in the Charlie's Angels.
1: Oh yeah, but that's another one that I saw it once, and I'm like, mm, yeah, just purge from brain
0: yeah yeah and i i feel like she still played this like i can't i can't stand up straight kind of character Mm -hmm. but mm, i hope she did princess diana justice bitch (laughs) all right let's uh let's get into this plot all right we're not gonna dive too deep into it because i think everybody knows also, I don't really think there's a ton of plot here. I think it's just this story of girl meets boy. Boy is vampire. Vampire wants to eat girl, but... Boy is dangerous. Yeah, but has enough self-awareness to stay away from girls. So pushes girl away. But girl in traditional teenage girl fashion says, fuck these red flags. Red flags be damned. I love you. Be with me. Don't leave me. Okay. right. First things first. We talked about this a little bit before with Taylor Lautner and Jacob, him being a much larger character. And it's not saying that he wasn't important in the first book. He is actually, he is still very important. He kind of drives the plot with uh, adding some information to, or giving some information to Bella about the um, cold ones, the LaPush treaty thing that they have. Um, But in the book, I mean, yeah, in the book, Jacob's character doesn't come out until much later. She actually doesn't. Bella does not meet Jacob until she's at La Push on the beach. And he just happens to be there when they're doing this bonfire thing. In the movie, Jacob is there within the first two minutes, him and his father, Billy Black, actually dropped the truck off. So like, Charlie goes and gets Bella, comes back to the house. That's the truck he got her. He bought it off Billy. And Jacob and Billy are there. That doesn't happen. But I think they casted... They wanted to make Jacob a larger character in the movie. So like, let's just introduce him right away. So we understand there's sort of this attraction between him and her. Or some sort of connection the way that like good friends or something's going to happen with them. Like romantic foreshadowing. And in the
1: movie, she remembers exactly who he is. But in the book, it it's not that she doesn't remember exactly who she, he is but the memories are a lot more vague or
0: faint for yeah, her. Yeah, she spent more time with his sisters, his older sisters than she did yeah, with him who don't seem yeah. to exist. Yeah. In the movie. Um so there there's that which is like I guess I understand it in the movie but I'm like nah, whatever. Um another thing in the movie and actually this is where I start to think that the movies have skewed or obscured my memory of the books because watching the movies again i'm like yeah i remember that i remember that but then when i go back to read the book i'm like oh that's right that never happened so in the movie there's this big theme or underlying um behind the love triangle thing that there are these weird unexplained murders or deaths happening all around the area and they're thinking attacks. it's a big animal attacks a bear like one they thought it was a fishing accident and they're like all these people so charlie's always preoccupied right and i wonder if in the movie they there's a couple different things i think here one is the introduction of the three rogue vampires later on uh james laurent and victoria maybe it just made more sense to lead up to that In the movie. Then instead of just like hey what's up. You know like how it happens in the book. Second I also think. They wanted to present. A reasonable. Excuse for why Charlie is never home. Mm -hmm. And it's not just him always fishing. Or out doing something. Because he's (laughs) literally never home. And when I think about it. The books portray Bella's parents. As the most irresponsible. Not fit to be parents. People. People. In the world.
1: They had kids way too, or they had a child way too young. They got mm-hmm. married way too young to the point where her mom was like, I don't, I don't want this. I'm no, I'm not happy. Yeah.
0: She left him when she, like Bella was five months old or something mm-hmm. crazy. She's like very young and out. Yeah. And I also think it's really weird that a Mormon um, author is writing about that because that's just not something that happens mm-hmm. or, or, or maybe she's basing Bella's mother characters on like the women that escape the ones that abandon the families you know you yeah. ever watch that show of escape from polygamy or whatever <laughs> okay. enough of the shit Possibly. on Mormons I mean we'll come yeah. back to it but there's that uh so these murder or not, I I should stop calling them murders because they're really not presented as such in the movie. They're sh- more like mysterious. So these debts are preoccupying, um, Charlie. Cause he is the chief or sheriff or whatever he is there in Forks, Washington. So he's always showing up. And then he's always like, be careful, Bella, be careful. Don't go in the woods. And then Bella's like, i'm gonna go in the woods (laughs) with my dangerous boyfriend yeah he's sparkles daddy He sparkles (laughs) (laughs) also this is like minor but when she shows up to the house and charlie's like oh hey um uh, the lady at the store picked out your comforter and it's like this standard like bedding in a bag thing you get the purple or whatever he's like you like purple right um, i'm pretty sure that came from ikea by the way oh yeah yeah i'll have to look at it i feel like i've seen it before but also in the book like he didn't do anything like all the shit in the room is super old and from like he, he didn't update anything yeah so there's another piece of evidence where i think the movie's like let's not make him seem like a complete failure
1: Yeah, she she said in the book something to the effect of she stopped going there when she was 14 or her mom stopped making her go because she hated it so much. Mm -hmm. So it was this old quilt that had been there for God knows how long, an ancient computer, and I I appreciated the whole description of (laughs) dial-up in the book. I was like, "Ah, yeah, ah, that's
0: funny. Yeah, Contemporary readers right now don't understand what that is. This book is about to be a, a... Classic. It's going to be in penguin. It's going to be published by Penguin Classics.
1: It's going to um, have that nice, like
0: inscribed, uh yeah, cover. Yeah. cover. <laughs> yeah. Right there next to Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. But let's talk about how the mother is also like a freak show mother because the explanation that we get for Bella leaving her mother in Phoenix, Arizona, to come live permanently up in Forks, Washington, is the fact that her mother's fiance, boyfriend, new husband, whatever it is, her new boo is like a struggling minor league baseball player. And he has to like travel around the country to get like gigs or tryouts or whatever. And she's like, I really just want to go with him. And then Bella as the basically the adult is like, listen, mom, you don't need to choose me. I'll just leave, right? Because her mom's always like, Oh, well, no, I'll just spend half with you and half with him. It's like, the fact that your daughter, your teenage daughter, is like, you know what? I'm just going to make this decision easier for you. I'll go. Because
1: well, she um, said
0: mom was really unhappy when
1: she wasn't with Phil. Like, so your own flesh and blood child isn't good enough for you? It's kind of like yeah. the warnings. Make sure you check the back seat and put something important in the back seat so that you, you don't know, like forget your or kid something. back there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's not funny. Put, put not your funny. purse
1: in the back seat. Yeah. So you don't forget don't your Don't forget kid. something
0: valuable, like your baby. <laughs> yeah. God forbid you should spend time with your child. And not even spend time. Like, the fact that she couldn't leave and go, like, traversing across the country because her, her still child is at home and she has responsibilities.
1: Well, here's the thing. At <sighs> the beginning of the series, Bella's 17 years old. I understand that this was written much later than when I was 17 years old, but at that Mm -hmm. point, my parents were leaving me home alone to go on business trips for, like, weeks on end. Yeah, they're like, don't set the house on fire, and here's some food money. I mean, granted, granted, we had parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was only one time that any significant damage was done, but we were smart. We cleaned up after ourselves. It's
0: like, but is the house still standing? Yes. Did anyone die? Is everybody alive? Yes. Yeah. Even Then it's a success. Is anyone in prison or jail?
1: Well, no. The one time, the one time. um, But you were able to bail them out. (laughs) No. Franklin Park Police Department <laughs> no. called the house. My sister was sleeping. I had come home from a function that I went to with some friends. And I listened to the function. answering machine because that was still a thing then. And yeah. they said, uh, this call is for my sister's name. Um, we have your brother here. <laughs> uh, if you could oh, call dear. us back. And he he had
0: gotten a DUI. <gasps> Daryl Shame. 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 But anyway, did he die? No. 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 So success in yep. teenage <laughs> understanding that's a success mm-hmm. uh, we talked about how the uh Rosalie and Jasper are actually not Cullens in the books they're Hales mm-hmm. um, but I, I guess the Cullens we're all supposed to suspend reality and disbelief and just understand that the Cullens run this like high class fostering house right yeah
1: <laughs> they adopt you and you get an Audi yeah
0: yeah or a Volvo, whatever. whatever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a new Volvo each year. Yeah. And yep. an M3. Rosalie was driving an M3 convertible. That's yep. what she was driving. That's, yep. that's car. I'm still waiting for mine to be built. Supposedly on Monday. It's supposed to go into production. Anyway. You're going to be on the app <laughs> every five seconds. Yes, I am.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One thing I want to make note of, also it's noteworthy to me, is that in the movie, when uh, Bella's in, like, was it Port Angeles or something? The, like, Mm -hmm. little town that's nearby. Um, She gets followed by those creepy dudes that are apparently thinking bad things. Because Edward, like, had a bat out of hell and his Batmobile, comes down. Flings the door open, action movie style. Like, get in! And then they, um, in the book, they're supposed to just drive off and mm-hmm. he's angry but in the movie he comes in batmobile word spinoff like basically like on two wheels lands, gets out of the car and does like this weird uh, growl uh, mm-hmm. and then the guys are like oh my like, yeah, god we're backing away <laughs> i don't know exactly what edward showed him because what we saw was just a a skinny dude making eyes angry eyes at a yeah group of very large full-grown men yeah so they were all like, oh, sorry, dude. And they ran away. And then they get in the car. I don't know what the point of that was. Maybe it's to visualize more that um, he's scary. I don't, I didn't get it. Well, and also in the movie, they made them seem more
1: like frat boys who'd had too much to drink. But in the book, they mm-hmm. described them almost essentially as a biker
0: gang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dumb. Or like dock workers or something. They're all down there yeah. just drunk. <laughs> Nothing against dock workers. I just... No. I wouldn't be one to left alone with you. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm dangerous, but I like you. So she doesn't seem weirded out by this at all. She thinks perfectly normal that this dude speeds out of nowhere and it's just like action movies it and goes, get in the car, you know, get to the chopper. And she's like, okay. Yeah. So she gets in the car and they're, they're chit chat. And I guess, um, I... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Jackie. I had
1: issues with that whole scene in the book or in the movie anyway, because in the book, the that's where the big reveal happens when they're sitting in the restaurant. Yeah. She guesses. And he tells her that, well, you're not wrong. It's one of your favorite things to say.
0: I mean, you're not wrong.
1: Yeah. Um, But. (sighs) She doesn't go into the bookstore, she doesn't buy some stupid book about vampire lore, she doesn't go home and read it and then make the connections and it just Yeah, she like actually that. never
0: discovers anything on her own. It's literally a combination of what Edward and Jacob tell her. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, he must be a vampire. Mm-hmm. Like I, Yeah. And that's why isn't she weirded out by that? Yeah, it seems like she accepts it way too easily. Like, what has she been
1: exposed to in her life up to that point that he says, I'm a vampire? And she goes, okay, do you want your Coke? Because I'm kind of thirsty.
0: Yeah. I mean, okay, Steve and I have been together for a long time. And if he came out tomorrow, I was like, you know what, babe? I'm a vampire. I might actually need a few days. Yeah. I might just need a few days to internalize that I'm going to accept it. And then I'm going to be angry because I'm going to be like, why didn't you turn me? Why have I been aging? Why do I have to look for gray hairs? Like what, why, why Why am I dealing with metabolism issues? Like, why did you turn me? And then, and then maybe later on, it's going to be like, well, I have to give you credit because you're
1: really good at hiding it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I still would need a few days just to figure it out. It would probably be a really good excuse to go to Disney or, go on a Disney cruise, something, you know, it, it w- I would take that as an excuse opportunity.
1: Okay. So what you're saying is if he is a vampire, I have to tell him that he has to reveal to you on like August 4th,
0: maybe. No, no, no. Cause we already planned that one. So we need a new one.
1: Uh, well, okay. Between now and then, then maybe it's, it's like a two night stay at, I don't know, the Polynesian
0: or. Okay. Grand Floridian. Which means it's- I need him to come out like now. Yeah. Yeah which now I'm going to be upset that he's not going to reveal to me that he's a vampire. So like, I've just worked myself up into a frenzy. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Women. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So speaking of the big reveal, so there, I guess we can consider We can take the big reveal into parts. So the part one being the fact that just the information is released and she understands it. Second would be the sun issue she's like why can you come in the sun he's like oh no we can it doesn't do anything to us but she's like then why don't you come to school in sunny days he's like well ha- i really should show you yeah it would so expose the- us or something yeah because yeah, they fucking sparkle and they're shiny and they're, oh. um <laughs> yeah so in the this is where really really departs from the book because in the book this whole sequence of events is pretty relaxed like mm-hmm. it's not crazy. Nobody's angry. No, there's not all this like super, super melodramatic angst. Uh, but in the movie, it's almost like this montage of just I'm so angry, I'm so dangerous, I'm ah, fucking spider monkeying through trees while I sparkle. That doesn't happen in the book. Like they plan a day where he's like, we'll go hiking and we'll have a nice day, and I'll show it to you. So they walk up to this field. She struggles because she's fucking clumsy. Then he's like, "Hey, okay, here I am want to show you." And he unbuttons his shirt and steps out into the sun, and he's just sparkly. And she's like, "Wow, you're pretty," which I mean, it is. Which is yeah, and in the
1: in the book, he does do a little bit of that whole. Okay, I'm gonna run from one end of the clearing to the other, and then I'm gonna run back. And hey, does this scare you? But that's it's not nearly the. It whole, was like, more like screaming joking. in her face or anything. Yeah. Like
0: that. It was more like joking. He's like, Yeah, you know, we're all, we're designed to be, we're like the most efficient predators. Like everything about us super is super appealing. Lin.
1: Yeah. We, yeah. We, you want to come closer to us and then we just, we smell
0: good. I'm like, Oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. Um, he's like, But then all that stuff he does is sort of in a joking manner where he's like, Not that it really matters because I fucking catch you and pulverize you before you'd even have a chance to like yeah. be attracted to me. So in the movie, they take this opportunity. Where they could have easily enhanced the whole romance feel of it, where it, it is this sort of like, here we are, I'm opening myself up to you. You're really understanding everything about me now. This is a big secret. This is dangerous for me, dangerous for my family, blah, 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 blah. And they turn into this like, how dare you love me? Look at me. I'm a monster. Shine. <laughs> and now I'm gonna spider monkey through the trees. Look what I can do. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god
1: <laughs> never mind Every yeah, everything that he's showing her he thinks that it's going to put her off a little bit more but really all it's doing is making her think that's really cool I mean that would be me I would be like oh that's really cool do it again do it again no, no, do can you again. imagine how quickly I would be able to get a beer from the fridge yeah
0: ah, I'm angry and I sparkle yeah <laughs> I, that. I think that's really the part that turned me off the most during the movie. I'm like, ugh. Because then it doesn't go anywhere after that where she's... No, it's all, it all of a sudden they're walking more, into
1: the school holding hands. She's like, well, if I'm breaking yeah, all the rules...
0: It just makes her seem more stupid. It's, it's kind of the equivalent of in high school where a girl's just falling in love with some high school jock or whatever, but he's like, listen, I just... I can't be tied down to one girl, you know? Like mm-hmm. I'm people find me attractive. I'm going to have to, you know, date a lot. And I'm going to have to treat you like shit in front of my jock friends, you know? Like mm-hmm. this is what I am. This is who I am. And and the girl being like, "That's okay." <laughs>
1: like, that actually reminds me of a book and a movie. Uh, a book that was adapted into a movie, The Duff. Oh yeah yeah (laughs) which if you've seen the movie the book is so different so yeah that's what i've heard yeah the book is actually really good or whatever uh designated ugly fat friend
0: oh yeah that would that's the equivalent it's like listen you're gonna be my duff i really like you it's cool you know we but we're gonna have to keep this on the down low and don't be surprised if i call you a fat bitch at school so yeah and she's like that's okay I love you yeah. will you watch me while I sleep tonight
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how the when we were watching the movies and Annabelle and Noren were sitting at the, uh, the bar and just he's saying I like to watch you sleep and then we just hear cracking up coming from the, the they're like that's creepy I'm like it is creepy yeah. keep your windows locked <laughs> why aren't you calling your father who is the chief of police
0: yeah Because I no, I love him. I love him. No, no, you don't. You don't know what love is. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about. Okay, so now they're a couple because that's all it took was for him to scream at her in a field while sparkling, and then you know run her through the trees like a like a like a chimp. Like I I don't know what was going on there. Mm. So now they're a thing. They made it official in the clearing, um, and he invites her over to his house. I want to talk about this house for a minute. The house in the movie is stunning. It's a real house in Oregon. Um, You can look it up. Stunning house. But it is not the house that is described in the book. It is totally modern in the movie. Yeah, it's like uh, all glass and new wood. 90 degree
1: angles everywhere. There's no slopes or anything.
0: Yeah. It's just boxes on boxes of glass. But it is beautiful. We're not taking anything away from this house. I just want to understand how they took a house that was described as being over 100 years old, white, quaint, wraparound porch. It's essentially a Victorian mansion. Yes. Where did we get, like, the contemporary cliff diver house? Like,
1: what? That house in the movie actually looks a little bit like Falling Water. The Frank Lloyd Wright house in Pennsylvania? Yeah, mm Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very avant garde house. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, but not a, you know, century old Victorian mansion. Yeah. It's as old as Edward. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, I feel like that just would have been. I don't know. If they, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to well, do. Well,
1: but... I mean, that, that also brings up because the first time she goes to the house in the movie, they're making dinner for her or whatever, and she ate already, and Rosalie's in there, and she's holding the bowl of salad, and she throws oh, it on yeah. the floor because she gets so yeah. pissed off. But that's actually what made me think that there is actually no direct interaction between Bella and Rosalie in the
0: book. No, none. She just keeps away from her. She just kind of mean-mugs her from the corner or wherever yeah. she's at. Yeah, Because actually, when she gets to the house, they're not there, right? Yeah. Emmett and Rosalie are somewhere else.
1: Rosalie doesn't want to see her for whatever reason. And Emmett is trying to talk her down, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: I think the closest Hmm. they ever get to actually having a conversation is when Bella and Alice and Jasper are trying to get out. And they are making plans of who's going to go where and what vehicle and stuff like that. That's the closest they ever get to actually having an interaction in the book.
0: Mm. Oh, well, um, no, because you have the baseball game later. Yeah. 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 So they're, they're, yeah. But even then, she doesn't totally really related. talk to her. mm She just makes a comment like, well, oh, I can already smell her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's, uh, let's, um, before we talk about the baseball game, because that kind of brings us to the close, i want to go back to my comments earlier about the author, the Mormonism, the Brigham Young University and I want to describe, I'm going to describe this to you of what she's wearing. Because she's deciding on what to wear to meet Edward's family. And she's stressing out, right? She's like going rummaging through her closet. She goes, "I. this is from the book. This is quote, I ended up in my only skirt, long khaki colored, still casual. I put on a dark blue blouse he'd once complimented. A quick glance in the mirror told me any hair was entirely impossible. So I pulled it back into a ponytail. She's wearing an ankle length khaki skirt Mm -hmm. and a blue tunic because she, she wears this shirt earlier on in the book. It's a tunic. (laughs) You can't get more Mormon than that. That's almost borderline Mennonite. Oh my God.
1: Mm -hmm. And she's
0: like, I look good. That I'm happy they changed that in the movie. They're like, no, nah, no. And yeah, in the movie, anyone... she
1: wears nothing. Yeah, in the movie, she wears nothing but jeans and really, really, really tight henleys. That's that's it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if anyone, when they were like the screenwriters or when they're going over this for the movie, did anyone sit Stephanie down and go, "That's not stylish at all." Yeah, like for no your average teen- teenager. Yeah. Yeah, no non-Mormon teenage girl is wearing that. Nope. Because she wrote it with the intent in this book to be like, she's trying hard. She's trying to catch herself a man.
1: I will say this. Mid-90s, <laughs> that was kind of, sort of a fashion. Wearing the baby doll tees with the long skirts.
0: What? Yeah, in Pittsburgh. I never wore that. A lot Ew. of girls
1: were wearing that, yeah.
0: Ew. Like like the khaki skirt? No, I you talk about like a long flowy skirt it would be a solid color it might not necessarily be khaki but no this is like i gotta send this i gotta show you a picture i'm talking like it's like no i know exactly i know exactly what you're talking about okay because i don't think anyone's wearing that i mean i remember wearing like baby doll tees and you know cutoffs with long flowy skirts not like actual khaki like they just didn't cut in the middle to make pants type khaki. Like I, know, I, know like t- I know I know what you're
1: I know I know what you're talking about. I don't but, think anyone
0: was yeah. wearing that Jackie. And if somebody was wearing that in Pittsburgh, maybe they were Mormon.
1: Well, I mean people in Pittsburgh still rock the mullet not, ironically. And yeah, not yeah, not because they're a Morgan Wallen fan.
0: Teach their own. we call it hockey hair. Yeah it
1: is that is hockey hair. Here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um I think Jackie's gonna agree with me that nobody's wearing this shit. Anywhere, unless you're Mormon. Not in 2008. Jackie's at, yeah, Jackie's looking at me like, I don't totally agree. She agrees with me. We're moving on. Okay. <laughs> the end. The end of that fucking skirt. <laughs> okay, so meets the family, everyone's great, blah, 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 blah. Now, in the movie, this whole time, there's this inference of the mysterious deaths. You get, like... um you see Victoria and her gang you know killing people, hunting people in the area making stupid comments us. about like don't play with our food or whatever. Yeah, 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 like it's no. You don't we are not introduced to them until the baseball game, so the end. And they are not hunting people in this area. They were literally just passing through. Alice saw them like, "Hey, we're going to have visitors." And that's alluded to in the book. So then they're playing the game they hear the game like i guess she suspected or foretold they show up and they're like perfectly fine there's like oh yeah, we can play he's like actually we were just finishing up or i think what they were going to do was like send jacob and bella away they're like oh we're actually down we're about to lose yeah, uh, yeah sorry edward and um bella away because they're like oh we're actually like down a few players so you can play with us like they were going to continue the game it was fine and they and they They just asked that, yeah, as you pass through, listen, like, please don't hunt in this area because we Mm -hmm. maintain a residency here. And they're like, oh, that's odd. But okay, yeah, no, we won't do that. That's fine. They are being very, very polite. And it does sort of happen the way it does in the movie where the wind blows and Ellis' scent is wafted and all the vampires are like, you know, like the dog squirrel. And you brought a snack. Yeah. So James is the one that kind of freaks out. He's like, ooh, I want this because he's a, Hunter or what? What did they call him? Is that what it is? A, hunt, a tracker. A tracker. Yeah. What the? F- Nobody really explains why like, that's a thing. Super, with
1: the, like, super heightened sense of smell. Uh, more heightened than your average vampire, I guess. Yeah, I but he's like
0: all about the chase. It just reminds yeah. me of like
1: it, um, he's obsessed with it.
0: Yeah, it just reminds me of like dog breeding when they're like they have you know this this line is bred for their prey drive. Like that's mm-hmm. what it reminds me of. Well, yeah, and and they keep. It.
1: Yeah, they keep that the same in the book and the movie where they say that the reason he is so intrigued and why he is so obsessed with it now is because of Edward's reaction.
0: Yeah, like he just wants, it's a game to him now. Yeah. He just wants to hunt, track her down. So I think here is where the book and the movie sort of actually stay the same. It is kind of faithfully they, they play this this chain of events out similarly. Until um, they get to Phoenix. Yeah, then it's it's slightly different. Um, one thing I have an issue with is there's all this interaction between her and Alice and Jasper while they're in Phoenix in the hotel, but they don't do any of that. Well, they don't do most of it in the movie because I think Jasper's ability is probably the coolest out of all of them where he can mm-hmm. literally control the feelings and moods of the people and vampires around him. And he can so sense she's their
1: like, feelings too.
0: Yeah. And he can, yeah, he can feel it and he can adjust and he can change your mood. So Bella is clearly like distraught. Right. Uh, but Jasper is moderating her mood the whole time. And then she finally like picks up on it. Like, Oh wait, this is what he's doing. And also it's alluded to the fact that he's the one that's putting her to sleep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But we don't get any of that in the movie. They're like, no, nah, fuck it. They're just in a hotel waiting. Alice sees a a picture and draws it and she's like that's my ballet studio and I remember looking at what she was drawing and I'm like what what no I would not look at that and go I remember that from when I was eight years old no (laughs) well yeah because in in the book
1: it doesn't take her it it takes her a while to finally see oh wait that looks like a ballet studio it might be the one that I went to but I'm not 100% sure because in the in the movie she looks at it she's like I know exactly where that is no, you don't. Yeah, no,
0: no, you don't. No, you don't. No, it's like looking at
1: a Picasso yeah. and be like, I know exactly who that model was. Right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> like during his abstract phase or his yeah. blue phase. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's that. Um, also, James sort of lures her away. Cause she's stu- oh, this is so stupid. Yeah, so
1: she gets stupid. away at the airport, which never happens in the movie.
0: No, she, she just goes- leaves the hotel.
1: Yeah, in the movie, she just leaves the hotel while Alice and Jasper are at the front counter checking out or whatever.
0: Because they can't hear her, smell her, sense her. Alice can't see her future, like because that's that's not a thing. We yeah. just suspend all of the abilities for that those thirty seconds.
1: Yeah, and the yeah, they go to the airport to pick up Edward and she remembers because she's familiar with the layout of the airport that there's a way to get out of one bathroom and get outside uh, or get to the elevators to go down to take a taxi or whatever that Yeah because I think Jasper would not be able to Yeah one bathroom
0: connects to terminals or something It has a second
1: exit. Yeah.
0: yeah. So
1: it's it's probably like okay, you know Tysons? Yeah. Uh, if you're over by the entrance where the Olivia Macaron places and uh, the Victoria's secret. And then the Hyatt uh-huh. Regency is right outside. Yeah. There is an entrance to a hallway that takes you to a bathroom, that oh. same bathroom you can access from the main hallway. So I think it's one of those situations. So it's like, you can get into and out of the bathroom yeah, yeah, to separate locations that you can't see the other one. And yeah, she manages to get into a cab cab takes her to her house. Cause James had called the number at the hotel and said, go to your house. There's going to be a number there. You have to call it, which never happens in the movie.
0: Also, can we talk about how, like, we know she's already proven that the vampire thing doesn't actually scare her. Like, I love you. But now we have actual scary vampire. Mm-hmm. Like, legitimately, there's there's nothing she's gotten from him that says, you know what? I'm going to keep my promises. The only thing he you. wants to do is kill her. And okay. she's like, Okay. Because I want to save my irresponsible mother, that he has hostage, which he actually doesn't have hostage. It's all a hoax. Um, this, okay, I, I, we have teenage daughters, so I feel like this is what a teenage girl would do. Like, oh, scary vampire, going to kill me? I'll just go. He'll kill. He'll mm-hmm. kill me, and definitely let my mom go. Oh which, yeah. What? No. But the fact that you, you know. How many are there? Six, six vampires. Seven? Two, four, six, seven vampires. She knows, yeah. she knows seven vampires, but she's gonna go tango with this one vampire all by herself. All by herself. Inflated sense of self. Because that one vampire says, "I'll know if you bring people." Uh, okay, like I got seven. Mm-hmm. I got seven grown ass. One of them super buff. One of them super fast. And one of them super bitchy. Like, they gonna fuck you up. And another I'm one is super, them.
1: super, super old. Mm-hmm. So he's seen some shit. He, he knows some things.
0: Some yeah. But no, she goes on her own. And, oh no, her mom's not there. It was a trick. Oh, how unexpected.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and when Mel says how unexpected, she means totally expected.
0: Yeah, like, I saw that coming a mile away. Yep. Uh, But, okay, before, though, uh, we got a little bit ahead of ourselves. Because from the game, James is like, that's it. I'm hunting her. Edward reads his mind. Alice sees the future. They're like, we got to get you out of here, right? Um, This is what I understand. Instead of them just, like, creating a perimeter around her house and if they did come just fighting them Mm -hmm. because it's it's literally seven against two because laurent wants nothing to do with it he's like listen they're kind of they're fucked up they're dangerous be careful but i'm out i got nothing to do with this um so they come up with this really convoluted plan we're like we're gonna we're going to have them chase us this way. And then the other ones are going to go that way. And then you're going to go to Phoenix with Alice and Jasper and blah, blah, blah. Like we're going to separate. It's like that scene in a horror movie where they're like, we should split up. No, don't know. Do you it. shouldn't. Don't what do it. What you're doing is you're making the odds better for the bad guy. because they we're yeah. like, well, there's seven of you can't come at You head on. But if there's two of you, then I maybe, maybe the odds are a bit more in my favor. Or, granted, there's, I got one of you by yourself. That's it. Like, it's game on. No. So, like, we should split up. No, you fucking shouldn't. You shouldn't. So, they do because I don't think we'd have, like, a climax in this movie whatsoever or this story if we didn't introduce some bullshit like this. Um, but Bella goes home and her thing is, I'm going to hurt Charlie's feelings. So, he lets me go. Okay any one of my kids, my kids can come home and call me whatever they want. I am still not letting you leave the house in the middle of the night to drive a car that is a hundred years old and can't go over 55 miles an hour for you to drive across state lines. Nonetheless, not just one state line, several state lines. No, yeah. I'm not doing it. But Charlie's just like, Oh, Oh, well, Oh, and she just, burr, burr, speaks Charlie, off. Charlie is more like, she's, Let's stop and
1: talk about. He's like, but it's okay. Leave. I'm gonna go
0: Bye. fishing. Yeah, I'm gonna, I got. I got fishing in the morning. I gotta go to bed. I gotta get up early. <laughs> it's the only time I can think. But we're just supposed to be like cool. There is a scene in the next movie though where she does similarly the same thing where she leaves. And He's like, you can't just leave, Charlie. She's like, I'm 18 now, and I left a note. I'm like, you stupid bitch.
1: Stop. And that she doesn't just cross state lines in the next one. She goes across the Atlantic. (laughs) To a completely different continent.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Not just country,
1: continent.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Bye. (laughs) But no, here she is driving her beat up truck, which she doesn't. So here's another thing. So she gets in the truck and leaves, but obviously has to like leave this truck somewhere. Oh, she leaves it at the the um edward cullen's house right yeah she because that's where she goes so does she leave it there entirely i don't know i just feel like somebody would have seen this truck <laughs> and been like hey charlie I saw, your, I saw your daughter's truck okay it's a rusty so, old chevrolet i mean really yeah and it's like bright red or something right Some uh, like or orange faded or...
1: orange yeah orange yeah, yeah. if it, it like, might it's... have been red at one point and it's faded so much that it is now yeah. orange
0: Like, even if it weren't some really, really old style truck, it's still noticeable. It's a color that somebody's going to go, hey, I saw an orange truck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she does this, her Alice and Jasper, because that's who Edward trusts to be alone with his human girlfriend is the newly vegetarian, as they call it, vampire who cannot stand to be in the same room as her, but will be locked up for several days. In a hotel room with mm-hmm. her and yeah. just little old pixie Alex or Alice to stop him. If anything happens in Phoenix of all places, how much
1: rainfall does Phoenix get a year?
0: None. So None. how
1: much, how many clouds are covering the
0: sun? None. So how so, do they
1: do they Traverse at all? So when, when are
0: they going to get to, uh, to eat? So to speak. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. I guess it's in the night and the, what, yeah, you know, they're going to have to leave somebody
1: behind with, with Bella so that she doesn't, you know, wander off and put herself in danger. Because that's what she does. Trip, trip over something.
0: Yeah. Nope. Yeah. So they, they leave um the vampire that can't control himself to spend the night in the hotel with Bella. Yeah. The human. I don't think those door
1: locks are doing anything. Because it's a suite. It's a separate bedroom. But I don't think those door locks are doing anything. No. mm hey mel how did you how did you feel about
0: it (laughs) there's just do you know what also here i i said this last week about the author i feel like this is another situation where i have an author who has not experienced the real world and this is fantasy so nobody's saying that it has to be you know we can suspend reality like absolutely but just The way things work out in terms of just normal interpersonal skills, kind of deal, you know? Like,
1: well, I mean, we we read some pretty intense fantasy. Yeah. But they still have normal reactions to each other. Crescent City. Normal. Normal. I mean, yeah, there are elves and stuff like that, but still normal interactions, conversations, things like that.
0: Yeah. But no, here, just. And the fact that she left. And nobody, she's a minor. He's a cop. Mm -hmm. He didn't like put out an ATV or bolo or whatever you fucking call it to be like, "Um, my minor daughter just left the house hysterical in this orange beat up truck. Somebody please help me find her. Nobody's looking for her. And I guarantee you he has his cruiser at the house, which is capable of going
1: faster than 55 miles per hour. So. He doesn't even follow her.
0: No. He's just a buddy, <laughs> like yeah. Stephanie, baby Stephanie, sweetie. This no, no. Unless she's I know trying you to go with the, the whole, house yeah, much, but come on. Uh,
1: unless she's trying to go with the whole like, well, he he's only been a part-time he's, father, so he doesn't really know how to parent. But still, law
0: legal, yeah, like yeah, yeah. police anyway, officer, whatever. yeah. <sighs> so <laughs> like, James is beating her up in the dance studio why it was a it's so weird why couldn't he just do this at her fucking house nobody was there like he well, was he at actually the house.
1: does ex, he does explain it in the book he says that i felt that the it would just be much more dramatic because he wants oh, to he film it. the
0: mirrors yeah oh while we're there let's talk about something that's explained in the book that we never hear about in the movie and actually never hear about really kind of anywhere else james knows alice yeah he killed her maker yeah. And all of a sudden we start to get a little glimpse at really why he was concerned, why they're going in the first place is cuz he he had a suspicion that Alice was there with that Yeah, group. he was
1: obsessed with her when she was a human and then he lost interest when she became a vampire.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But we know that she was like in a psych ward or or like a asylum back then. Yeah. Yeah, cuz she had Kept you know, in visions. The dark. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, and he said like a, a few
0: little... yeah,
1: he said a few centuries earlier and she would have been burned at the stake for her visions, but yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But now she's just locked up in an asylum to wallow yeah. in her own shit for cuz that's, you know, not like it's much different today, you know, m- mental health whatever. Do we want to talk um, about their wardrobe as well? Yeah, in a minute, but I need to hop off down the soapbox for a second with Alice's origin story is it's so in passing in the book that I understand why they didn't talk about it in the movie. Which I I fault Stephanie Meyer for that, because I'm like, you're giving us a glimpse into why she has these visions, why James is track like coming here. Like we we're get but then you just like, nothing, you know, like I'm just gonna do his little like evil monologue. I'm gonna have him spew this out. And then we never touch it again and we never get it in the movie. I'm like, poor Al I I need I need closure. We've talked about this in previous episodes. I need certain amount of closure. Mm-hmm. Don't just leave it unless it's purposely meant to be left open, like the, an ending or something. But this wasn't. This was like, hey, I'm tying into your storyline a little bit, but not entirely. Fucking figure it out. Bye. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like it. What Jackie is talking about is when we first encounter the trio, James, Laurent, and Victoria, in the book, it says they are dressed like your, your, um, typical backpackers hikers dirty victoria's got like twigs and stuff in her hair i think they said they were barefoot yeah they're barefoot barefoot.
1: that is the one thing they got right
0: yeah but they're not like coming off some vogue shoot or gq shoot like they look like in the movie Mm -hmm. like i'm a bare chest with my leather jacket and my waist hanging jeans no they're supposed to be in like hiker gear torn and beat up obviously they've been wearing it for like a couple jeans, decades
1: flannel shirts
0: all yeah on stuff dirt in the hair but no yeah. they look pristine and voguish. but just mm-hmm. no shoes how Why? are you
1: supposed to blend in in the pacific northwest regardless of the season if you're walking around in a leather jacket
0: with no shirt on yeah you're supposed to blend in with no shoes too but i'll, yeah. I'll get past the no shoes yeah. for a minute but like what yeah and then they take that—that's kind of ridiculous. Like she, she makes a good point in the book to show like they're obviously used to traveling in this area to mm-hmm. a point. But in the movie, they're like, "Oh, we know we're gonna we're gonna give her like this faux fur shawl. And we're gonna make her hair all like crazy red and curly and pristine, like a Pantene commercial. Okay. And like they're all gonna be in these super hip hugger um, low rise leather pants and just ripped." Out of control, no shirts. Actually, I don't even know what Victoria's wearing. She just has that big, like, fur shawl on. So stupid. So ostentatious. Awesome, so yeah. conspicuous. But whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> anyway, okay. So James is trying to, like, kill Quest Stewart in the <laughs> ballet studio. Is She's that going to be the cross- whole month? Yeah. I mean, yeah. and yes, you can't put that in front of me and not. Think I'm gonna just latch onto it. Okay. Um, but this is where we talk about, how, like, she said he bit her, he broke her leg. That's all pretty standard in the movie too. It's, it's everything's about the same. He, um oh, she's like all cross-eyed and like I'm dying. Ugh. Um, but then out of nowhere, Edward and them show up. So in the book. It makes more sense because we already know that Edward and them are heading down because Alice's vision changed and they lost them. I think in the movie, it's not as clear that it really does seem like she is on her own.
1: Mm-hmm. Nobody's
0: going to know where she's at, but yeah. they all show up. They all kill James. But from what I remember is she doesn't see it. They take her away. Um, Edward does like suck the venom out. Cause apparently a, Vampire bites, like a rattlesnake bite. You just suck the venom out Mm -hmm. and you're good. Um, They do that. And then she ends up in a hospital. But in the movie, they're doing this weird little like bonfire ritual dance, killing James. I mean, it's not really. Well, they they talk
1: about (laughs) later how the dance studio was
0: burned to the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because that's not strange. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then Bella wakes up in a hospital, like really in bad shape. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if it really if it's really important. But
1: in the in the book, Edward is there her mom is not in the room. Uh, Edward is there when she wakes up. But in the movie, it's her mom whose face is hovering like two inches away from her face.
0: Yes. And these are notes I made about this where I'm going to go back to their parent. Her parents are shit parents, because it is Edward in the book that's there. The mom does. He's like she's down in the gift she's shop. She's getting or coffee
1: or something. I don't know. Yeah, getting something to so, eat.
0: Yeah, so she comes back and she's like, "Oh, you're already awake." And she like, and Bella kind of makes the same and like, yeah. She's like, "Oh, oh, I was." She's like, "Oh, it's Phil calling." She's like, "Well." he was going to call me or I was going to call me like oh yeah her mom her mom
1: yeah her mom looks up at the clock and while she's talking to Bella it's one of those things where you're having a conversation with somebody and they lift their arm up and they're looking at their watch yeah yeah uh uh uh-huh uh-huh yeah like sorry mom
0: sorry that I woke up out of my coma um was this inconvenient for you she's like well I I was gonna call Phil and then and then here's the thing so her mom is not choosing to stay at the hospital with Bella because Bella's in the hospital. It is because she doesn't feel comfortable going back to the house. She's like, it's creepy with all this crime going on Yeah, in the because area. of the dance studio getting burned down. Yeah. Not that anyone's been at the house rummaging no. through her shit. Like she doesn't know that she's just as uncomfortable. because There's so much crime going on. So that's why she's staying at the hospital, not to stay by her daughter's side, who is whose life has been in critical condition up to this point in the ICU? has hooked up to machines and no, not not because of that <laughs> shit, mother, shit, mother.
1: Uh, Mel, you and I are amazing mothers. Yeah, we are. Yeah,
0: I mean, our kids are alive and they make yeah. fun of Twilight, so I feel like um... we've succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> So, all right. So she gets to the hospital, and now he takes her to prom. Right? Yeah. Oh, here's another thing. Um, they're in the movie. They're only talking about prom, but in the book, there are two dances. There's like the Sadie Hawkins. I think that's where like the girl. It's
1: yeah. It's kind of a girl's choice. They call it, but it's yeah. It's a Sadie Hawkins. A Sadie, yeah.
0: yeah. So the it, the first dance is supposed to be a girls. Bella doesn't go to that. But the second one that she does go to is prom, which she wasn't plan like she they tricked her into going. Like they got her all dressed up and stuff. She thought it was some other different. Yeah, I in the know. in the book,
1: I don't know, I don't understand why she wouldn't make the connection because I've been to high school up uh, going up to prom, leading up to prom, the two weeks or whatever, all you see is posters everywhere about prom 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 and yeah. then yeah and like you said they essentially have to trick her into going like why do you think you're going to somebody's house and getting dressed up and your hair done and makeup done and stuff like that i
0: thought it was some weird vampire holiday i, I thought, thought you were, were gonna like, turn me no no yeah and no. i was like you dumb bitch yeah but in the so movie she, she goes to- voluntarily yeah she's like all right i'll go to prom with you um and also she's like at her charlie's house Mm -hmm. not at the Collins house not that it matters like whatever the big thing though that bothers me is she comes down she's in her cast right but really in this movie it's like the boot so it's Mm -hmm. not like a full cast which fine whatever whatever but she's got a dress and then she's got leggings on like capri leggings which are so fucking stupid under the dress and she's wearing a converse Mm -hmm. but in the in the book Alice is the one that gets her dressed up and she's in a nice dress. Her hair is done. Her makeup's done. And she's in a stiletto. Yep. Is, does Kristen Stewart just not know how to walk in heels? Apparently. I don't know why this irks me so much when they change things <laughs> like that. I'm like, cause I just want to know what the conversation is around that table. When they're like, well, she's supposed it says here exactly on this page. She's supposed to be in a stiletto. Um, but how about we put her in leggings and a converse? Mm-hmm like what? what? Yeah, okay so, <laughs> so blah, blah, blah. Okay, she says yes he grinned again I'd never seen him dress in black before and with the contrast against his pale skin his beauty was absolutely surreal that much I couldn't deny even if the fact that he was wearing a tuxedo made me very nervous she's like well, something's wrong why is he wearing a tuxedo like bitch you're going to prom He goes, not quite as nervous as the dress or the shoe Just only one shoe as my other foot was still securely encased in plaster. But the stiletto heel held on only by satin ribbons certainly wasn't going to help me as I tried to hobble around. doesn't really (laughs) sound like a converse. No. Not at all. All right. Anyway. So there we go. They go to prom and um, Jacob's there to give her a warning. Like my dad paid me 20 bucks to tell you to break up with your boyfriend. And she's like, that's cute, Jacob. Now run along. Mm-hmm. A little baby. Ooh. Yeah. Is that like that happens in the book and the the movie? Yeah, but
1: <clears throat> oh wait, no, because Edward does come in and cut in in both. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. Edward's always making like a weird entrance into any sort of formal event. It's just yeah. what he does.
1: He yeah. stands there and he's like, How can I make this as awkward as possible? Yeah.
0: I know. And Edward just reading his thoughts, going, ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. oh nope he finally made up his mind mm-hmm. uh yeah so that's where we end off right right prom break up with your boyfriend it's bad one everyone's one. happy yeah we think yeah until next time. Uh, um yeah i guess there's a little bit of like foreshadowing with the whole victoria thing because there's a i think there's a cut scene later oh in the uh the movie yeah
1: they're dancing out in that pavilion that doesn't exist in the book and they cut to her victoria looking out the window and then she turns around dramatically takes her hair down and then walks away
0: oh that's right she's there yeah oh that's right i forgot about that yeah no victoria again small small high school nobody sees her and goes who the fuck is that or the yeah. fact that she's small town stunningly fucking gorgeous. period. Yeah.
1: Ugh. I mean, such a to-do was made of Bella's arrival.
0: Yeah, but now we this... got this like sultry redhead and everyone's yeah. like, "Nah, yeah, whatever." Yeah. She looks like she's 30, but, you know, this is a prom and it makes total sense. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> One book down, 3 to go. One movie down, 4 to go. 4 to go. Ugh. 4 to go we did it they get less right, painful about, what's up they get less painful they do get less painful that's the only upside to this mm-hmm. the first is probably the most painful mm-hmm. let's talk about our reviews then speaking of painful i will give the movie a one out of one out of 10 because it is painful it's so painful to watch and actually it's like embarrassing to watch with other people or to know that somebody's knows that you're watching it it, it was embarrassing for me. So there's that book. Listen, I'm going to do it. I'm giving it a four out of five. Cause I don't give a fuck. Don't be ashamed. I'm not. No. I like the books. I read it. It's a quick read. It's an easy read. Is it ridiculous? Yes, but it's fun. It's got vampires. Even if they sparkle, I don't care. I liked it. And book Bella is really not as unbearable as she is in the movie. She's, Fine. She's like what you expect from a typical high school introverted girl. She's Moderately fine. ditzy. Moderately ditzy. But also, Edward isn't as dickish in the book. Like, mm-hmm. he's sweet to her. Yeah. They are, it's sweet. I liked it. Four out of five. Everyone else go fuck yourselves. <laughs>
1: Uh the movie, I would say a two out of ten. I probably would have rated it higher if it was someone other than Kristen Stewart or if she had received better direction. And I just I don't think that the changes that they made in the movie from the book made any sense at all. Like at all. I don't see the point in adding those mysterious murders and stuff because Alice can see everything, she can see people coming. Yeah, she knows that. You don't have to add, saying. yeah, you don't have to add that, oh, people are dying from mysterious animal attacks and we don't know
0: what it is. It could be a bear. It could be, which, no, no. Mm-mm. Especially like hikers and stuff. They know what bears look like. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're so we'll get, you know what? That's next week. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the book I'm gonna say three and a half out of five it's a good escape and it's something that you can read that if you don't want to take things too seriously uh it's it's honestly it's not bad so no. yeah go for it
0: so I think we can both agree you know um if you're deciding to read watch hopefully not DNF then just read yeah read, read the book and it's quick it looks like a chunky book it is on the chunkier side of you know books but it's very. I think because Stephanie Meyer writes in such an uncomplicated way, you just fly through it. Not a Nicholas Sparks
1: uncomplicated way, because that is like five year old reading level C spot run kind of uncomplicated.
0: Stephanie Meyer. This is more like ninth grade level. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We did it, Jackie. (laughs) Yay, we got got through one. Now we just have to get through. We made it. Oh, so next week we'll be tackling um, new moon, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. When we, when Jackie and I were watching the movies, I went to put on the next one. I'm like, I think it's this one. And then it was, I think one of our daughters. That's like, uh, no, it's new moon. I think I put on eclipse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they got, they said something. Cause I had no idea. I was just going to keep playing because it, the breaking dawn ones are easier. Cause it says part one, part two. But mm-hmm. the other ones don't say, like, movie two or movie three. <laughs> so yeah. you're supposed to just know. <laughs> well, and people also- who were obsessed with the books mm-hmm. would know. I know, I know. But the thing is, also, my um, White Collector's Edition doesn't mm-hmm. have the titles on the cover. just has, like, the, the Twilight one is the hands with the apple. Okay. And I think the new moon is some sort of, like, flower. So it's really, and it doesn't even have it, like, inside. You know how sometimes it would have... um like the author and the title up mm-hmm. at top, this doesn't have that. So I, it wasn't shoved down my throat. So when it came time to put the movie on, I, I wasn't yeah. super sure. I guess you could also just look at the covers and assess how they've aged <laughs> for when the next one is.
1: Yeah, but then you'd actually have to be paying attention to it. So I don't know. <laughs> you'd
0: actually have to care. Yeah, <laughs> which we don't. Yeah. <laughs> so does Taylor Moon... Lautner look eighteen
1: or sixteen in this. I don't.
0: know. I know. Does he still have a baby? face? There is definitely a, a moment where the baby face is gone, and I think that's an eclipse is when it's gone. Because well, she does make
1: face. she does make the the comment, and I think it is an eclipse because uh, I think that's after the the changes the that change he's lost.
0: Changes. He's he's lost some of the the baby face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So next week is New Moon with still semi-babyface Taylor Lautner. or yeah. I think it's Lautner, actually. Because I think you... I saw. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I think I saw something with him when he announced himself. He's like, hey, I'm Taylor Lautner. And, I was, and everyone was like, well, wait, what? <laughs> my my main name was B-A-U and it was Bao.
1: So Lau, Lautner. Yeah, yeah it makes Lautner.
0: So actually he's German. Not yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a very oh, tan God. German. Yeah. Which they exist. Yeah. yeah, So next week we will be doing New Moon. We've already watched it. We're working on the book right now. I'm almost done. Uh, I'll be done with it before I get get back from Georgia. (sighs) Oh, why did we do this to ourselves? Um, Yeah. So I actually, you know what? I actually had to rewatch New Moon again because when I started reading it, there's so much that's changed that it was. Really? Yeah. It was. It was confusing me. So I was like, wait a minute. And I put the movie on and Steven's like, didn't you just watch this? I'm like, I know, but I need to put it on for reference. I need to research. He's like, Ugh. He's like, Oh, I already <laughs> thought I had to watch. He's like, Why do you keep putting this movie on? I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh yeah. So I, ha- I did have to put it on again. I might actually put it on a third time because there's still stuff that I'm like, wait, is this what
1: happened? I was I was thinking I was gonna have to watch
0: it again. Okay, maybe when you get back we'll watch it again. Okay. Do it again. So we'll we will be super prepared for next week, guys. So you know, <laughs> gotta love Twilight. We're gonna eat, uh, breathe, I, sleep, Twilight for all of June. So, <laughs> so we're gonna be then, like
1: really, really skinny by the end of the month.
0: <laughs> um, until then, guys. Hope you're following along. Uh, if you do listen to this, go ahead and send us your um favorite twilight memes, favorite twilight gifts, favorite twilight quotes, reviews, whatever it is, um, or any of your, your pride month, uh, memes and gifts and, and, you know, quotes and stuff. We, we love them. We'll post them. We'll feature them on our social media. And, and if we get them before we record for the next weeks, we will also post them during the episode because there are some good ones out there. Mm-hmm. And if you've made some, please share them with us. Cause we definitely want to feature them because they are absolutely amazing. Um, so, yep, I just lost my AirPod. That happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I'm falling apart here, people. But until yeah. then, <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye. <Goodbye. laughs>